Welcome to Sellersburg United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world to you, wherever you are. in our third and final week of our stewardship series, Gain, Save, and Give. And we've been basing all of this off of a sermon from the year 1760 by John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, the one whom we look to for our theological purpose and direction, and what a life he led, what a, what a life of commitment to God that he led and inspired out of so many sense. And Wesley comes to us in this time to think about how we can be more intentional in our relationship with money, with finances, with resources and goods, to be as intentional in our walk of faith as the many people who are not in a walk of faith are very intentional and thoughtful about their money. We should be as clever and thoughtful as Wesley points out and takes all of this from Luke. And so we we think of our Luke passage and we consider all that's being offered in Luke 16 and the whole point of the parable from the beginning of that chapter in verse 9 is that we should make friends of wealth and finances. We should be shrewd and clever. We should be faithful so that we can do the things that we are called to do that we can be a witness in the way that we work with everything in life, including money and finances and wealth. Now we approach Thanksgiving this week, and so gratitude is on our mind. All of the blessings that God has given us, we, we step back to remember. And I think we need this gratitude more than ever this year because there's much that we're not gonna be able to do that we're used to doing. Getting together with friends and family is just not the same this year. And for many of us, including our family, it's not happening. We're staying home. And so while we're focused on what we're not getting that we want, that we wish we could have, it's all the more important for us to be grateful for what we do have. We've all been entrusted with this life. Every bit of our life is a gift that comes from God. And so we can think about all that we don't have, but this is the week, this is the series, this is the time as every day is for us to remember what we do have and to set our sights correctly, wisely, that we are stewards of God's great gifts and blessing. And when we live this way, we're blessed all the more when we're not thinking in this sort of negative half glass empty frame of mind. We find that the blessing comes all the more. Our wealth and finances, they are a part of our walk of faith. And we remember that the blessing that we seek from God as we seek to be faithful, the blessing we seek is not money. If you're, if you're trying to be faithful to God, if you're giving, if you're trying to be a good steward so that you'll be blessed with money, I think you've missed the whole point. I think you're missing what it is that God wants to give you. But if we just realize that it's growth, it's growth in our 
joy and our peace, its growth in our souls and our minds, growth in our gratitude. That's where the blessing of God comes. So we come to our final section in John Wesley's sermon, The Use of Money is the name of the sermon. We receive instruction on the final goal of living this kind of clever relationship with money. And so Wesley starts in this section quoted, he says, but we shouldn't imagine that we have done anything by going as far as gaining and saving all we can and then stopping there. All of this is for nothing if we don't continue forward in our efforts toward a better end. We cannot say that a person has properly saved anything if they only store up what they save. They may just as well throw it away in the trash rather than store it in a bank. To not use money is to throw it away. Let us make ourselves friends of wealth and finances, having first gained all you can and secondly saved all you can, then give all you can. Remember, this whole approach is grounded in the idea that we are stewards of God's goods. Everything around us, in us, all that we are and all that we have comes from God. We've been entrusted with these things. And if we can start there, then we find that gaining, saving, and giving comes all the easier. And everything we do should be devoted in following God to live as God would have us to live because that's what a faithful life is. Faithful meaning a trust, trusting that God is gonna take us in the right direction. If we devote everything to God and say, God, I trust you. I trust you to lead me. I lean, I lean not on my own understanding. I trust you. That is a life of faithfulness and obedience. And if we live for God, then we receive the promise of God's glory here and now and forevermore. And so here is how we live for God and our finances and wealth when it comes to saving, according to John Wesley. One, with all that we've gained and all that we've saved, then we provide for ourselves all that we need. Food, clothing, shelter. And again, this isn't, as we talked about last week, this isn't the time to indulge because that would not be saving. Rather, we provide what we need. And what we need versus what we want are quite different. Number one, provide for yourself all that you need. Number two, provide these same things for everyone that depends upon you. Most of us would call that our household. If people in your house depend upon you, provide for them the things they need, food, clothes, shelter. And then number three, with the leftovers of what you have gained and saved after you've provided what is necessary for yourself and your household, then take what is left over and provide for the needs of your sisters and brothers in the church, Wesley says. Provide for those to make sure that in the church body, the, the church body you've committed to, in membership, the church body that you, that you come and worship with, that you walk beside, that you build up, and are encouraged by, make sure that no one has any need among you. This was one of the practices of the early church. They'd sit down and have their Lord's Supper, but before they did, they would make sure that everyone at the table had everything they needed because they couldn't commune together properly unless they had 
done as Christ did and provided all that was necessary. So once you've provided for yourself, for your household, once you've given and provided for your sisters and brothers in the church what's left over, then take to any person, any person of need. Make sure that people on your street and your community have what they need. If everyone has what they need, seek people beyond your community, beyond your borders, beyond your tribe, all around the world. And there are lots of opportunities for us to give in such a way. It's the four things. The four things Wesley says, providing for yourself, for those who depend upon you, for those that are in the church, and then for everyone. Now, living like this is what Wesley means when we give all we can. And he says, rather When you give like this, it's not giving all you can, it's giving all you have to the Lord. We give to God what's God's. We're not only providing for the poor, but we're also providing for ourselves what we need. All of these things are important and a part of what God wants to see us do with our finances. If you're looking to spend money on something and you're not sure, is it it following these four ways? Is it following the Westland way, following Luke chapter 16, then Wesley has a thought process for us. And so he says, if you're really wondering, if you're doubting, if you're not sure whether you should make the purchase, that you should spend your money, commit your finances to a particular way, then you calmly and seriously consider these four things. One, in spending this money, in committing myself and my finances, am I acting in accordance with, with my character and your character. Remember, you are a steward of the Lord's goods. Does this purchase reflect the character of a steward of the Lord's goods? Two, am I doing this? Am I spending this? Am I committing in obedience to God's word? Does scripture require of me to expend my finances in this way? Number three, can I offer up this expense and this action as a sacrifice to God through Jesus Christ? Can I stand before God and say, yes, this is sacrificial living? And number four, will this expense be a reflection of the reward that I will receive by living a faithful life in the resurrection of the just? When I give account for myself, can I hold up this expense and say, here, I I gave it all I had? to be a good and faithful Christian, child of God, sister and brother of Christ. If you can answer yes to these four questions, Wesley says, then be clear of conscience in your heart and in your mind. Rest in peace to know that you, you are a clever and faithful steward. Now, if you're still in doubt, Wesley says, if you're you're not really sure from addressing those four, he continues on. And so in his sermon, He says, this is the prayer for you who are still in doubt. Lord, you see I'm going to spend this money which you have given me on this food, clothing, or goods. You know I do this with my eyes fixed solely on being a good steward of your goods, spending this amount of them in the way and to the manner you have entrusted me. You know I do this in obedience with your word, as you command, and because you command it. Let this expense, I ask you, be a holy sacrifice acceptable through Jesus Christ, 
and give me the assurance within my heart and mind that for this labor of love, I shall receive my reward when I give account to you for my life. Wesley says, if you could pray this in good conscience through the Holy Spirit, then you'll know that this prayer is well-pleasing to God. And you have no reason to doubt that you should engage in this expense, that it is only good and right to do so, and you shall carry no shame whatsoever about it. So we think about Wesley's way and we think, wow, that's going to cut out a lot of my expenses. If we're honest, and especially this time of year when we're all shopping, when we're online all the time and we are enamored by all the, the deals that are happening right now. If we said this prayer before every single purchase, it would certainly wean, <laughs> wean us off of our addiction to spending because we like to spend in our culture. We, we survive on it, we say in our economy. Saying this prayer is going to cause you to be confronted with yourself and your reasoning time and time again. And that's hard, okay? It's really hard. And there are gonna be times where you aren't gonna like what it is you, f you feel this prayer is gonna to reveal to you about a decision you're looking to make. Or maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just me that struggles. Maybe it's just me who isn't always being as completely faithful with everything I do with my finances. But if it's you too, if you already know, I don't like where this is going. I don't like Wesley's method because frankly, it's no fun, right? It's no fun and it's now putting pressure on me to really be committed in everything that I do. And I don't know that I wanna be that committed. And suddenly we're confronted with ourselves. On the flip side, if we start living the way that Wesley invites us to, based on this passage from Luke, if we start committing everything we do, every decision, every penny spent, every time we push the button, add to cart or check out, every time we can pray this prayer and know that everything we're doing is pleasing to God, can you imagine the peace the satisfaction, the joy that will come in knowing that we are doing all we can to be a clever and faithful steward. Prayer has power to set us free from stress or to bring us right into the midst of the stress. And so I invite you to just let the Holy Spirit guide you. Take a step in the right direction. Take two steps, 10 steps. No one's expecting you to be perfect overnight. This is a journey, friends. This perfecting and sanctifying grace that we have through the Holy Spirit, it takes time, but let this be a time when you take that next step. Now, Wesley gives us this sermon as a, as a way to help us be better in our relationship with wealth and finances, to be friends with wealth and finances as a part of our ongoing faithful living, to remember that God has entrusted us with our wealth and finances, that we may do the will of God for God's purpose to bring God's blessing to those around us. Because when we live this way, we encounter the true riches of God 
which very rarely has a money sign next to it. Wesley reminds us, in summary of all that we've been talking about the last few weeks, gain all you can without hurting yourself or your neighbor in soul or body and by applying yourself with diligence and common sense to save all you can by removing all unnecessary expenses. All of those expenses which satisfy our greed, our pride, and our earthly desires. Remove them. Waste nothing, living or dying, on sin and foolishness, whether for yourself or for those who depend upon you, for your children. Give all you can. In other words, give all you have to God. Don't just trust a tenth, a third, or half to God, Wesley says. Dedicate all, all you have for God's glory. Be a good steward with all that God has given you and entrusted you with. Live in such a way that you can stand before God and provide an account for yourself with confidence. Live in such a way that your entire life is a sacrifice to God through Jesus Christ. We can only be a good and faithful steward of our Lord's goods. That's our charge. That's all we can be if we're living a life for God. That is the calling of our faith. Begin a life of faithful and clever stewardship right now, today, before you make one more decision with your finances. Pray to God and ask for help and then open yourself to the filling of the Spirit to guide you. Remember the way of the world which serves money truly offers us nothing, nothing of worth, nothing which lasts, nothing which fulfills. We follow nothing and no one else any further than they are followers of Jesus Christ because it is Jesus Christ who leads us into the way of true life, a life of all of God's blessings for us and for the world around us, through us. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, friends, live into the dignity of your calling. No more waste, no more greed or pride, no more coveting that which you do not yet have. Hold back nothing from God because God did not hold back anything from you when God gave us his son, gave us Jesus Christ, who has come in obedience to lead us through the way of the cross and into the life of resurrection, into the life of the kingdom of God here and now forevermore. Trust Trust in God alone. Continue to trust that God will continue to provide. Let us be clever and faithful. Gain all you can. Save all you can. Give all you can that we may live a life in reflection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We thank you for joining us today. 
and it is our hope that you have experienced the blessing of God through our time together. If you'd like to know more about our church community and its ministries, visit our website at sellersburgumc.com.